Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, what's going on, Fight Fans? It is your boy, Ike Feldman. Back for another Iktagon episode. Iktagon everywhere at I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N, Iktagon.com. Again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything Iktagon. Swipe right on Ike. I love you guys. And I also love competing, challenging myself, testing myself, seeing where my skill is, seeing where I have to improve. So that way, the next time I step into competition, I can see and feel improvement. As previously mentioned, I return to throwing fists in competition not just verbal jabs, not just jujitsu tournament, but a full-on drag them out, knock them out, or try to knock them out fight boxing match. This past Friday, I competed at the world-famous Gleason Gym in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Justin Kid Marvelous Montalvo coached me, was in my corner, super supportive. He's a star on the rise. Obviously, future champion, Bellator, undefeated, 5-0, and four knockouts, killing it. Very lucky and blessed, grateful to have him uh, in my corner, have my back, get me perfectly ready to compete after six years of not throwing fists. The literally the last time I threw a punch at somebody, it knocked them out. It was a crazy night. September of 2016. From then on, just craziness started to ensue in a good way, in a great way. Chaos, controlled chaos, and uh, I love riding the wave of that. Now I am a father, a homeowner. Many, many, many years later, with my wife and. Why not? I'm not drinking, not smoking, 
I'm sleeping. I'm focused. Why not compete and test myself once again? I got in the best shape of my life. And again, folks, I will hit on the Devin Haney and George Cambosis Jr. rematch that was this past weekend. But obviously, for me, this is the most important thing regarding combat sports. The last time I stepped into combat sport where fists were being thrown, um, yeah, it was a crazy experience. I took the fight on the Wednesday before Saturday, so it was at four days' notice. And I had a great feeling that I was going to fight that night, though I took the fight on short notice. Uh, a couple months prior, I started to really just get focused, get determined, start to visualize, start to get in shape. And, yeah, I was still drinking, smoking, eating pizza on the weekends, training like a motherfucker, training really hard, putting the work in. And the fight shows up. It's just like, whoa, it's actually happened. I, I told a couple of coworkers, a couple of family, me- couple of family members, and it's like, whoa, it's actually happening. I'm actually stepping into a cage. The promoter kind of brushed me off a couple times uh, because at the amateur level, I'm sure he gets a ton of people who think they want to fight, who don't actually fight, maybe people who pull out day of. But I I was dead serious. The year prior, I was reaching out to the promoter trying to get a fight. That I full-on trained for to not drink and not smoke. Uh was pushing it two a days uh was kind of dragging uh by the time I got to the fight week but I'm very happy because physically I was just I was a killer in 2015 but mentally I was not there yet I could feel it I'm grateful that I didn't fight that night in 2015 and then fast forward a year later not as physically chiseled uh, or trimmed up. Didn't train twice a day. Was drinking, smoking. But mentally, strong as an ox. My mind was a vault. Nothing could crack it. I knew I would win. And it's crazy. It just, it just shows you the power of the mind. And yeah, it was a wild, wild experience. Uh, this dude I met at a park, I think a week or two prior, I said, hey, I'm going to be trying to get a fight. Jordan uh, Sands, my boy, Rain Sands, uh, who's just a full-time martial artist, lives and breathes martial arts, uh, truly respect him. He hopped in my corner, my best man, Joe Reyes, uh, P.O. Joe. And, of course, my not-yet-wife hopped in there. So, yeah, my boy Joe, my girlfriend, and Jordan, some dude I met at a park just a few few days prior. 
were in my corner. So very uh very spontaneous in their eyes. Even though I knew this was um uh, at least a year in the making and visualizing in their eyes it felt extremely spontaneous. And hey, I fought a killer. This was a big dude. He was a mean dude. My wife at the weigh-in the day before, she goes, oh, uh, I hope you're not fighting that guy. Isaac Feldman, step to the scales. Yep, I weighed in right after him. I faced off with him. And uh, it's crazy. Wild experience. I remember, yeah, just feeling the the canvas. This was at the Flushing Theater in Queens, maybe four or five hundred people. Um, shout outs to Eugene Perez of ACC uh, Aggressive Combat Championships, the uh, no longer ACC MMA organization, but. Yeah, very very grateful for that experience. And, uh, yeah, they wanted me to come back just a, a few months later. They were very surprised uh, how I performed that night. Um, I, I, I didn't really tell many people about that fight leading up. I, I've always tried to dissect everything prior, during, and after that. Just my mindset and decisions going in, during, and going out. And it was an extreme confidence boost. I proved something to myself wholeheartedly. I believe that. And I believe I could do anything after that. So, and I believe I've been gifted with tools, work ethic, mindset, positive attitude uh, thrive in team atmospheres um so yeah i decided fast forward 6 years to turn it up now since the mcgregor mayweather fight i always wanted to box just didn't know when i was out of shape at that time really out of shape that's the worst i was in 2017 was when i just poured everything into podcasting and social media and content creation that was the worst shape i've ever been in there's a photo that i took with the first ufc champion hoist gracie where i just it may be hard to see uh, i'm wearing a picnic looking flannel shirt but man i just uh, kind of look like a bowling pin a skinny fat as conor mcgregor would call nate diaz in the lead up to their fight skinny fat is what i was um, obviously Nate Diaz is not skinny fat. He's in excellent shape. He may look because he like that because he has bad posture, but Nate Diaz is a killer. I was not a killer in 2017. I've always dabbled with martial arts uh, each and every year uh, of the past decade plus, whether it's a month, two months, three months, six months. But I didn't really turn it back up till... 2019 I was in a phase where 
kind of heading in a new direction. And martial arts has always been my safety net and stepping into a gym is a comfort zone. And I step back on the mats, like ready to be a buzzsaw and kick ass. And I did won a couple of medals for the grappling industries uh, tournament. And then the pandemic happened and everything kind of got thrown upside down. Obviously, podcasting and Zooming was a thing still. And yeah, late 2020 is when I stepped back on the mats. That felt great. 2021 was a uh, was a wild year because I did not have martial arts uh, physically at all in my life because my beautiful baby boy was born. And at that time, uh, with the information that we had, uh, especially with the scenario that uh, we were dealing with, with my son's birth where it's the middle of the winter and maybe it wasn't the maybe it wouldn't be the best decision to step back into a place where we're all sweating and dripping on each other it would have been extremely selfish but my boy is an ox Second time I've used that word on this recording. And he is the greatest gift God has ever blessed us with. Uh, Extremely grateful to be in his life each and every day uh, for many, many hours. And I am a... I'm a great dad. Let's, Let's cut the malarkey. Everybody go to sleep now. It's curfew. Yes. I am the dad. But fast forward to January 2022. I stepped back on the mats. Uh, Sarah BJJ down the ruad. And from that point on, got to really dissect and learn what it takes to be a successful martial artist by stalking. Just kidding. Uh, following, just kidding, no, uh, filming, documenting Justin Montavo during his fight camp and everything that goes into it. That is the Gray Area documentary uh, that is on the Iktagon YouTube page. I don't think I dropped the YouTube page, but now I did. And yeah, uh, Justin, very open-minded, allowed me to step in and he's in a an elite striker and very confident secure that some guy that yeah he, he did a couple of interviews with yeah he's trying to do a project focus on him but to allow to step in to his element the physical part of it the physicality of training throwing punches moving moving around flowing uh, not just on the match, but in the stand-up. Uh, Justin, very open-minded. And fast forward nine months, uh, got in the best shape of my life, September, ready to 
box ready to ready to do it and again maybe some people friends family teammates they think this is a spur of the moment thing they'd be wrong if they thought that i've been wanting the box since i looked like a bowling pin in that picnic shirt standing next to hoist gracie in 2017 and yeah, uh, I stepped into the the ring uh, this past Friday in Gleason's, and it was fucking awesome. Time of my life. Felt like home. I was, I don't know. Uh, you could say it's cocky. I, I'm calling it cocky. Maybe you could say it's unfocused, maybe hyper, maybe excited, but I'm doing jumping jacks in the fight. Uh, I'm talking uh, outside of my corner, um, very just taking in everything, f- f- hearing the audience, seeing my opponent's punches, throwing punches, landing punches, cracking him, cracking me, like, holy moly, we got a slobber knocker going on here, this is fantastic, this is everything I signed up for, the opponent was bodied up, shout out to Steven Rispers, big ups to him, big respect to him, he, uh, he showed up to fight. He gained my respect. I thought I was going to coast to a split decision victory, but he stole it away at the end, and you got to tip your hat, wear your headgear to him, and, uh, yeah, much respect. And uh, fast forward now, I'm going to keep this rolling. I'm going to keep this rolling. I stepped into the gym today, Tuesday. October 18th, just uh, a few days removed from competition. Usually in the past, I take a full week off unless I knew I was going to get a belt promotion after a tournament. Like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm coming down on Monday. <laughs> but had a couple slices, had Wendy's. <gasps> oh, man, some guy at the gym's like, I don't ever eat that. I go, no, not even after a fight, no. Never. I go, ah, damn. So I, I immediately hit the speed up on the treadmill. I had to burn that, uh, that, that double whatever the 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 uh the burger is called from uh from wendy's but i'm back at it i'm looking forward to competing again in december keep it rocking and rolling again in january holy moly where's this gonna lead i don't know i'm very excited i'm very pumped i'm just excited to be training focused uh peak physical condition, peak mental mindset, peak spirituality for combat, just just loving the moment, and again, blessed by everything that surrounds me, my wife, my family, my friends, my dog, uh, above all, my son, who is just, he helps me relax, I can be tense, I can be tired, and just looking at his sweetness, it, the aura that is uh, my beautiful baby boy just makes everything gravy, baby. And, of course, the teammates, the coaches, everything. Just extremely happy and to uh, keep on keeping on. You know, I tell everybody to keep on keeping on with success. This was success. I, I know some people treat losses like a like a funeral. It can be. It can be if you... Uh, um, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I could feel that today at the gym. Some people, like, they they kind of humbly 
nod their head and just uh, take a brief second to like bathe in the loss with me. But I'm like, get out of this bath. I go, this is uh, nobody's bathing right now. We showered off the loss. It's over. Split decision. I cracked him. I swung for the fences. Maybe I should throw a jab. Maybe I should listen to my coach, Justin, uh, moving forward, coach Justin, and throw a lot more jabs and uh, stop going for a, a home run. Maybe a single, single grand slam. Maybe that will get my opponent out of there because I can crack, but hot damn. My boy, Steven Rispers, could take it. I hope he goes on to win this 2022 Metropolitan Championship becomes a champion of that because man if somebody could take him out they need to be in the next avengers movie or something but yeah guys so that was my recap of the the fight that was your boy is back your boy is back all right reset um yeah, I had a lot more fun than uh than the announcers uh with Andre Ward, Timothy Bradley and uh I forget the uh the play-by-play, but they were trying to do some Zoom play-by-play uh with the fight being in Australia. Uh I understand this whole fight package was condensed. It was like 50,000 plus people in the first fight between George Cambosis Jr., an Australian native, and then Devin Haney coming over to Australia, and then Devin Haney just shut him down. Literally a a just defensive wizard. Uh, Didn't let George Cambosis get off any offense in their first fight. It was a big production Big package, big ESPN for that fight. This fight, a little pulled back. 14,000 people at the gate. That's maybe a 60-something percent decrease. Uh, George Cambosis was a woo, huge underdog. Devin Haney, uh, big favorite. Though he was on the road, though he's rematching, though with all the, the hype and the... Um, the the verbal jabs from Cambosis saying that he's going to do a lot more in this fight. He did. He did. He did. He did a lot more. He did. Still, not even close to being enough to get the win. Uh, Devin Haney not only shut him down for the most part, but landed big, big, big right hands and didn't get... Cambosis out of there but made a statement is the undisputed lightweight champion of the world at 23 years old talk about a prodigy uh shout outs to the undefeated Devin Haney man aside from the broadcast being choppy and the guys Bradley and Ward stepping on each other uh it being awkward at time not reflowing Man, it was it was a it was a very entertaining event. Oh, Mark Kriegel as well. Um very entertaining event. <sighs> yeah. This is a great year for boxing. Um this coming weekend is not a big boxing weekend. It is where the UFC takes center stage 
And I'm talking about UFC 280 with local fast rising legend Algermain Funkmaster Sterling taking on TJ Dillashaw in Abu Dhabi. Of course, rooting for Algermain Sterling to represent Nassau County. Let's go. Big fight week for him. Big fight. I, I think he gets it done in a big way. I think he makes a huge, huge statement. And at the main event, Charles Oliveira, pretty formidable underdog against Islam Makhachev. I'm obviously going with jiu-jitsu over wrestling, especially if the guys are equal in the cardio uh, and striking department. I think uh, elite jiu-jitsu beats elite wrestling every time if everything else is even. Before both of those title fights, you get a amazing fight in Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and Pieter Jan. Two strikers, three rounds, going to be a sprint. You get the long and rangy Sean O'Malley, who is got that karate, taekwondo. Very slow, getting his foot out of calf kicking range, uh, expect Peter Jan, who is a lot shorter in stature, a lot faster, a lot more power to be picking apart that lead leg and then looking for his entrances to land his, his switch hooks, uh, his switch overhands to do big damage. For Sean O'Malley, does he have that magic? Is he going to fight for a title next? We will see. We will see. I... I don't think you could count him out. He took this fight because he could see something. He's exceptionally intelligent. you got to respect that. But you also got to respect the amount of elite cage experience that Peter Jan has. Sean O'Malley, the top opponents he is seeing, he's not seen the final bell, uh, whether it was Chito Vera or most recently Pedro Munoz. He has not seen the final horn. So that is concerning because there's something about going into that third round. It could be uh, you're up to, you're down to, it's a round apiece. Uh, what adjustments do you make? How do you finish the fight? We have not seen that from Sean O'Malley against elite opponents. Uh, we don't see it from Sean O'Malley against the lower opponents uh, because he gets them out of there really fast. So not enough data on Sean O'Malley to give him the full stamp of approval here. But he, the kid is talented. He lives and breathes martial arts. He understands that this makes or breaks a brand. He obviously can turn around in a year, 18 months, 24 months, and be right back uh, in the title picture or fighting for a title or even a champion in two years. He is only 27 years old um, at the top of the division. Corey Sanhagen, Cheeto Vera, Sean O'Malley, Peter Jan. They're not going anywhere. TJ Dillashaw, this might be the last fight. Aljamain Sterling, a couple more title defenses. Maybe he rides off into the sunset on his Abu Dhabi yacht. Uh, but the division is hot. The division is extremely hot. And, guys, I, I want to thank you for the love and support. Again, jump onto the Pod Forbid network streaming network if you want to do a podcast let me know let your boy ike feldman know i will figure something out 
we have a ton of combat sports podcasts. So if you want to do something on music, skateboarding, uh, pool, swimming, golf, I don't know, hiking, there can be a spot for you on the Pod Forbid streaming network. Video, audio, we got it all. It is for podcasters. It's a podcasting network for podcasters. Maybe that's an ad right there. But yeah, Pod Forbid for everything else. Ike Dagon for your boy Ike Feldman. IkeDagon.com. At Ike Dagon. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Guys, I love you. I'm back in the ring of combat. Until next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.